Hey, Mike. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. I love watching him wave the applause. In, well, you know, the listen, audience. they're looking at us. They're not sure if they're supposed to clap or not, so I'm trying to help them in. Uh, everybody, welcome to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. My name is Mike. I will be your tour guide for the next two hours on this ride. Please, please, please keep hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. And we're walking. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. And we're stopping. <laughs> uh, before we get started, let me introduce my associates on the program today. Uh, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Earl, you know, I get asked a lot, is yes. that true? Is that true? Is he really the the great-great-great-grand? It's like, well, I think he may have got the great number wrong, but uh, how many greats it is, but it's true. Uh, it's, it, it's your accounting, but it's seven generations. Seven generations uh, removed from the uh, from the from the wandering Daniel Boone. Yep. Uh, we uh, we recently just did a new promo photo. Uh-huh. You guys will be seeing it soon. Uh, you know, listening to us out there in uh, in uh, Radio Land, and uh, we did you know like the serious pose. We got the one serious pose. We did that, and then we did one kind of goofy pose. Uh, you know, it's you know it's what you always do. And I brought Earl in a, a coonskin cap, yeah. and uh, he not, liked he liked to cut me. He almost yeah, cut me. I was going to say the look on his face <laughs> was not amusement. Yeah, no. it, was, it was like, yeah, I don't think I want to ever ask you to wear one of them. Yeah. That's not a good idea. It ain't it's, happening. That's yeah. like you bringing me a sheet going, put this on and walk around a neighborhood for a minute. No, I'm not doing that. Not, not well, listen. Sometimes you walk around the neighborhood naked, and uh, we want you covered up. So just put the sheet on. <laughs> put the sheet on. There was a bear. It was a bear. And I had to get outside quickly. Why was the bear in your house? It was in, not in the house. It was in the neighborhood. Oh, you said you had to get out. Oh, so you went outside naked to see him. We don't, it wasn't I like wasn't going to you see came him. home and he was drinking your porridge it, and it was, playing in your bed, that a, kind of deal. It was a catch and release program. <laughs> okay. And That's you know, right. And you know what? A that was man, shirtless. A man with a stick chasing a bear down the street. Yeah. The bear ran. Yeah. And, and you know what? The neighbors remember that too. They do. And you know what <laughs> happened? What? I got all new sod in my yard, and those kids don't go anywhere near it. <laughs> hey, on my left, you hear him talking to me now. He's the uh, he's the samurai. No, he's not. He's the legal ninja. <laughs> he is the courtroom assassin. It's welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. And, and as a matter of parliamentary procedure, I am not an associate of this show. I'm a partner. You, yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. These are, but you're my, you're my. You're, should I say my compadres, my uh, my associates? We're, my, uh, we're, we're members of my, your uh, unit. My home. Oh, easy now. It's a little personal for this time no, of day. No, no, no. Like, like a team. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. They, but you, we're, we're not in the Navy, so we can't be in the teams. Not on. We're not in the teams, but we have no. a, we have a team. We have a team. We do have a team. We do have a team. <coughs> back on topic, guys. Back on topic. <laughs> Look at him. He's herding cats again. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Now that we're back on topic, how can the uh, the good folks out there in radio listener land get a hold of us at the program? They can give us a call here. Oh, wait, he's doing push-ups, I think. He's, yep. he's just, he's Directly into reaching. the Caltech Studios, 855-545-1025. That's 
They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can send us an instant a, a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Saving your favorite for last, they can send us a tweet on Twitter at armsroomradio. I sent uh, sent a, a couple of the, the the tweets this week. I've got to get online and see if I'm uh, I'm suspended. I don't think are, I was. These were just banned? kind of humorous, and they were they were uh, they were not incendiary in any way. They were just kind of humorous uh, anecdotes of uh, people in our profession. I guess they weren't uh, they weren't offensive. Uh, I don't think, or, but or then so again, you think. yeah, exactly. They, they right. weren't yeah. incendiary, but yeah. they were they electronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they'd electrocute people, I, but not burst them into flames. I didn't think that uh, publishing those. Uh, those uh, those reporters' addresses was incendiary either, but evidently uh, the the, it was the shocking, Twitter the Twitter though. folks did. So, shocking. well, listen, if you're going to go online and and caca, yeah, and and say, listen, here's the and this is what happened, folks. You guys remember this? Uh, the home reporter reporter put out all the home addresses of all the concealed weapons holders or the firearms owners in Westchester County, New York. So, I, I went. Well, let's find. Let's see. Let's Google these addresses here for these two reporters, and there they were. And so, you know what I did? I published them also, <laughs> and Twitter didn't like that. Turnabouts for your play. Yeah, right? those two got to keep their Twitters uh, up, but uh, but I, I got mine suspended. So, you know, that's that's what happens. Um, did you guys catch the news out of Chicago this week? Have you seen this going on over there? What now? You know, every month we give you the totals. And it's not like I'm looking for the totals out of Chicago. It's just that every month they top themselves. Well, now they, they top themselves in a couple of different ways. Uh, in August, in Chicago, there were 384 incidents involving uh, gun violence. I mean, pulling the trigger and bullets flying, not just waving the gun at people. Uh, 472 victims. So that means, I'm guessing, a couple of the guns held more than one round. You are, know? Are, are you sure you're not talking about Syria? <laughs> I No, no, I'm not talking about Syria. This is, this is not Syria. This is not the, the, the global war on, uh, on ISIS and, and Christians. This is the... This is the Chicago war, war, the Chicago war on the unarmed. Uh, 90 people, 90 people killed uh, by gun violence in Chicago this, this past month. That's the deadliest it's been in, guess, guess guess how many years we're going to, we're going to go with all of them, all of them. No, not all of them in the past 10 years, uh, with four months. What, what, what are we doing? Why? What? what? Something's scraping. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, four months to go. Four months to go still left in a year. That'd be September, October, November, December. They've surpassed the death total of gun violence from last year, from 2015. Oh, they already beat themselves. Already beat themselves. Already beat themselves. So they beat themselves in, in their monthly totals for, for, for the past 10 years. And now they've beat their last annual total. You know, and listen, you want to, you always want your numbers to go up, right? You look like I hit, uh, I hit no, 275 no. last year. This year I'm hoping to hit 300. You know, I want to uh, be an all-star. No, Speaking no, of 300, not, not you know what I time. learned last night from a law enforcement officer who's been keeping up? 300 Chicago police officers walked in in the last week and quit. Yeah. Just walked out. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Done. Bye. Done. Um, Yeah, this beats their total from last year. So far this year, the the death total as of this past Wednesday morning is 425 killed from gun violence. Last year's total, 424. You know, it strikes me as peculiar because... Doesn't Chicago have some of the strictest gun laws in the United States? Oh, I, I, incredible! They they have the strictest gun laws in the country. Uh, they you know, now remember this is the president's alleged hometown, and uh, they have his policies since he was a what a you know, state uh, assemblyman there, and you know then a senator from there. Uh, we we under, we know what uh, you know Chicago. If you want to go to if you want to go to jail, but a really nice jail, go become governor of Illinois. 
because that's that's where they that's where they end up. Uh, and, and then you, you get to end up in a nice it's, prison. It's where they invented vote early, vote often. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Uh, yeah, the number of the, the the turnout from the cemeteries in Chicago are incredible every year. It's yeah. always an incredible rate. Uh, but they they went over overboard on the ten years past. They went overboard on uh, on beating last month's total also. So yeah, Rahm Emanuel is the mayor there, former president's. Uh, uh, you know, was, was he the, uh, the the chief of staff? I believe. And they just keep going up. They've got all these guns. They're perfect examples of all the gun laws. This is the place. They roll out all the gun laws, and they show, we could show the nation how this works. And you know what they do? Every year they create new victims. Every month it's more victims. Oh. All right, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Stick around. we got a great program for you. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to the program. You are listening to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. Listen, you just heard our friends there from Next Level Training. Next Level Training. This is this is this is where you get your CERT training pistol, your S I R T training pistol. This is the one that we've talked to you about. You've you've, you've, you've come out to the to my shop. You've come out to Kevin's office. You've been out to any of the shows, any place across the country that we've been. You've seen us carrying these CERT training pistols. It looks like a Glock. It feels like a Glock, or it looks like a Smith and Wesson uh, M and P. And this is the, the premier training tool without it going bang. This is a laser simulator. It has the, it has, there's a couple of ways you could do it. Now it has, it has two lasers on it. When you're holding the gun and you point at the target and you start to bring the laser back, you can't see the one laser. Or excuse me, start to bring the trigger back, you can't see the first laser. The, the instructor can. Instructor, because it's, it's, it's aimed a little low. So if you're looking at your sights, you don't see the first laser. And the instructor or the person standing next to you, whoever your coach is, knows whether you know if you're off target, if you're coming on target. They can see if you're shaking, if you're pulling, what your tendencies are. And then when you actually bring it back and break the trigger and get it to go snap, then you can see where your 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 actual shot lies. And they're two different color lasers. Two different so color lasers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, we we started using them around the shop after you know working with the you know Mike and 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 all the guys out there at Next Level Training and. Our, Earl, our score, how, how bad, how great did our scores go up? Oh, we were we were goofing off, and we were top of the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, stepping on the range the first time hadn't been, and, and it's it's a travesty, I know. Uh, into a real range. I mean, we get to shoot all the time at work, but it's you know it's test fire stuff and uh, and, and doing some you know demos or things like that. But 
it took our scores. It took our scores, and they and they just went through the roof. We you know we were joking around with these lasers, but it gave us so much trigger discipline and weapon discipline that we started shooting in the top of the uh, of the uh, rating system out yeah, there. They, they, some of the guys that were running that match were like, "So where do y'all train?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, in my office, you know, yeah. <laughs> in my office. So we we practice shooting light switches. That's what we do. We put up. Old license plates all around the office, so they're reflective, so we could shoot, and you could, you know right away whether you've hit it. And uh, you know, you just go to the if you get the, the cheap ones, the reflective ones at Walmart, or you can get the bicycle reflectors. You could put them up. They're just they're great. You know, they're great targets. You know exactly when you've hit. And you can you can put the little ones, like the little bicycle ones, yeah. all over your house, yeah, and figure out where your field of fire is in your home, right, where you know the no shoot walls are. Yeah. So you don't have to yeah. paint them a different color like I did do in my house. <laughs> exactly. So so check them out, nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. You can go there. You can get stuff 15% off. Arms Room 15. Arms, there's a space. Room, there's a space. Then the number's 15. Arms Room 15 at nextleveltraining.com. Hey, we are going to be one other place. Kevin, you want to tell people about this event? We're I, I do because this, this is, is kind of my is, thing. This is a cool event. It's, it's, right, cool it's event. right up his alley. It, it is. It's it, up my alley. This is my neighborhood. <laughs> this is my neighborhood. My whole street. Uh, this is the wheelhouse, baby. We, this is the wheelhouse. We are going to be attending the Self Reliance Expo in Lakeland, Florida, uh, September 9th and 10th. Right. It's like ten bucks to get into this thing. Yep. And it is everything that you could possibly want to know about how to have yourself ready for everything. Right. From, um, we had a thunderstorm, or up until and including uh, a zombie apocalypse, half-bred vampire. <laughs> I mean, it's just right, everything. Right. Oh, you mean Hillary? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I was telling my wife about this because uh, we're, we're we're taking the uh, the lady folk with us, and I said uh, we're going over to Lakeland. It's not that far of a drive for us. And uh, you listen, if you're in. Seattle, it's kind of a far drive, but they make a big circuit. So, so look, look up. Oh yeah, the they're surf, all over yeah. the country. Look they're up the Self Reliance Expo, and uh, we'll get that web address here for you. We'll, we'll tell you, but look up the Self Reliance Expo. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the, the wife. I said we're going over. There's this, there's this, uh, the Lakeland Center. We're going over, and she's like, it's not another gun show, is it? Like, no, 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 it's not a, it's not a gun show. It's a, uh, because uh, they also have gun shows at that facility. They do. I, I said it's a, um, it's it's a place where you they get it's a and I couldn't remember self reliance. I couldn't remember <laughs> self reliance. I couldn't remember it. And I said, um, you go there and you learn like um, it's like a gardening without electricity and um, you know the proper storage of you know certain kinds of foods so they don't go bad and and um, you know it's it's the ways to to you know to to make uh, you know get to collect the water and and drain. And she's like, is this some prepper nonsense? And I went. No, no, it's got a better name than that. It's a, it's much better. She's a you know, survivalist. I'm like, no, no. And it finally hit me, self reliance. And it's, uh, yeah, I guess there's some of the things that you, you could say that these are, these are prepper skills. But you go through the list and look at this, and this is, these are people on the home and garden network that are on there oh, every yeah. day, and just, just with regular everyday skills that you need to know in case the boom, the power goes out and you don't get anything for a, ton you know, a of while. People are now having chickens. They're keeping yeah. chickens in their home. Yeah, I've got them. Uh, they're, they're, and a lot of the cities are allowing that to happen. Yep. There are going to be classes there that'll teach you how to really do this right. Yeah. So that you don't end up with way more eggs than you needed. Right. It's how to manage your flock. Yeah. It there's a lot of it, there's going to be a lot of lectures. There's going to be a lot of classes. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a cool thing to go. You know, prepping died. And survivalism died after Y2K. Yeah. We went like, what are we getting ready for? This was stupid. Yeah. And then it came back after two events, 9/11 and Katrina. Yeah. And now. 
you know, four hurricanes ran through here in 2005. My wife does not say anything else about the fact that I was ready. <laughs> right, Because right. we were the only people in the neighborhood still had electricity for six weeks. <laughs> it's, a, it's no joke. You know, and this is the good stuff. What was the, the floods in Louisiana recently? Right. And there was, there was one gentleman down there who had an inflatable barrier system, something like that. Right. Did you see that? Yep. And, and, and this guy had a hydro dam. It was a modern day equivalent of sandbags. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't stupid expensive, but it was five, six grand and it went all the way around his whole house and it yes. stood four feet tall. And, uh, and they can make those any size you want them. Right. And, and they show the aerial photo and his is this little island. Of dry stuff. Uh, of, of dry stuff. And where every, everywhere, everywhere else is just completely flooded. Completely flooded. It was it was amazing, and 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 he bought this stuff like that week. Oh yeah, without it, any warning of the flood, yeah. he just happened. To, it was his time. They gave him a call. He went and picked it up, and and everybody laughed at him. His neighbors thought he was crazy until he started unrolling this thing and filling <laughs> it with water. Yep. And then they're like, "Can we come stay at your house? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you yeah. make that a little bigger so I can put my car in there? <laughs> I tell you, I've, I've done that to my my emergency vehicle. I have a dunnage bag that m- it's mounted so that I can float my truck. That'll work. Yeah. yeah, that's a big dummy yeah. bag. It, not really, it, not really. It's not. It's not really that. It's two of them on either side, and they act like little pontoons. Oh, and okay. the compressor inside the vehicle keeps them inflated. So even if I get a hole, like a jump house, it'll keep the air in them. Right. And I only needed like fifteen horsepower little motor on the back, and I can push it completely across the St. Johns River. But I've only done it once because you don't want to try that right. too many times. <laughs> I, I, I think th- I think it's important to say, uh, you know, so so people get a get a better idea. Kevin lives on a a, a peninsula with one way in and out. That's right. It, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't live on uh, you know in, in Iowa it, in a cornfield and no, he has this setup, it's, you know? it's an island. It's it's either you're coming in by helicopter yeah. or by boat. Right, right. Yeah, right. That, that's why fjording a river is so important to Kevin. Yes. Yeah. I, I, he lives I, next I, to one. I, and I I like fjording. I like fjording. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh it's F J O R D. If everybody's that's, trying to figure it out, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, hey, I want to I want to talk to you about the Second Amendment. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff we're gonna we're gonna talk to you about to, uh, in the program today. We've got uh, some some news I out of the Navy. Why some, that would be a subject some, you cover. <laughs> some news out of Massachusetts. We got some marijuana news coming out of out of out of the West Coast. You know, surprise, surprise. Uh, but we're gonna get into uh, get into the Second Amendment a little bit. This is just something that's gone on. We've 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 had some interactions and some dealings with some politicians, local politicians, on a couple different levels, and you know here and then throughout. Uh, Throughout the country, we got the the gun rights policy conference coming up in in the end of the end of the month here in Tampa, and I wanted to go over the Second Amendment with a couple people. We don't normally talk the Second Amendment because you know what? We talk about the current application. Yeah, yeah, but not how it got here. This the Second Amendment. It's 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 done. There's no debating it. You know, well, it meant. You know what? It's too easy to debate you on what the what you think the the Second Amendment means, and we'll get into that. But I want to I want to just give it to you in its raw form. The Second, Amend- the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, should, shall not be infringed. Now, I was, a, I was an English minor. The, the commas are very important in the yeah, placement. It'll, it'll, it'll change <laughs> the answer on the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, very important. This is the, you know, a comma is the, is the separation of independent clauses. It's the, it's the separation of thoughts uh, as used here. It's, you know, otherwise it's a listing or in a greeting or something like that. But this was very specific. This is, this is, a, this is one preface with two separate thoughts and one conclusion is, is how this is, is worded. 
and uh, and we're going to get into it. I'm going to I'm going to break it down a little bit, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you how you can talk to other people about the Second Amendment because this is going to be a key issue as uh, the debates start here for the presidency of the United States. We're going to get into the history of the Second Amendment also, like Kevin said, and we're going to give you the plan, the plan you need to follow to keep your guns from being taken from you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C. USA.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. You are joining us live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, you just heard uh, heard Kevin talking about our good friends out there at GunTech USA, and they have got something new and something cool. Uh, I talked to Phil this week. You know, and it's always it's always one of those highlights of the week when I see Phil's number and uh, come up on my phone, and it's just ah, there's my buddy Phil. There's my buddy Phil. Let me go, let me let me spend a few minutes with Phil. And, and you know what? He does the same thing. He's like, oh, you know, this is the highlight of my week. And I'm like, well, you know what? Both of us have really weak lives. <laughs> if, if, we, if, us, if you and me calling each other is the highlight of our weeks, we need to work on, we need to work on that. Uh, you can now get stuff. You can now get stuff direct. You don't have to go through the dealer and the dealer anymore. You can. I mean, you're going to get them at your dealers. The dealers are going to carry them at your gun dealers across the country. Uh, uh, Brownells carries their stuff. Uh, Amazon, you can, set, you can check out their stuff. But now you can go direct to tacticaltransition.com that's tacticaltransition.com and get all your gun tech products right off the website you can get them from them so so make sure you check out check out our boys there at gun tech and uh and and hey tell them arms room radio said hey uh we left you off with the second amendment a well-regulated militia comma being necessary to the security of a free state comma the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. So, so let me let me give you the, give this to you. A well-regulated militia. Okay, that's one thought, which is necessary to the security of a free state. Yes, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Guess what that means, Kevin? It's also necessary to the security of a free state. Right. They're modifying each other. Correct, and they shall not be infringed. Uh, and the arms is not the infringed part. It's the right to keep correct. and bear arms. Correct. The, the Constitution was ratified in 1791. Uh, they started writing, uh, you know, writing this up in 1789, and it was finally ratified in, in 1791. The first couple of amendments, the first two, three amendments, they, they knew. There, there was no debate over this or anything like that. This, there, you know, the, the, the freedom of the press, religion, uh, the, you know, the freedom of, of, 
to have your home not be invaded by the military to spend the night. Yeah, being forced to quarter quarter troops. Uh, And then the Second Amendment. You know, there was some debate over, you know, how to word it just so we can make sure we get it right and it sounds good. But there was never any debate over when, if they were going to be as part of the Constitution. Well, that's what caused Lexington Concord. Yeah, that's exactly what what caused them. Uh, April 19th, 1775. They came to seize the the powder. Yep, yep. And, and And they told them. Uh, boys, we're not looking for a fight. We're looking for a war, but if, if one's going to start, let it be here. Uh, and, and just incredible words. Um, so this was 1789, 1791 when it was ratified. Uh, guess, guess, guess what was going on with the Revolutionary War at the time? Yeah, because we were gun happy. Guess what was going on in the Revolutionary War at the time? And uh, nothing. It was over. <laughs> okay. Uh, after the end of the Revolutionary War, All the British people went home. Yeah, yeah. There was, it, you know, it became known as the first. Now we know it as the first Continental Congress. Uh, and and it was it was that was put forward with it was uh, it was after Declaration of Independence and we had the Articles of Confederation and it didn't last. It's just they were like, okay, listen, this has uh, been kind of good, but it's not what we needed. It, it got us through the door, but now we know ten ten years later what we need, so let's fix this. And we came up. That's when they came up with the Second Continental Congress came up with the the Constitution. And the amendments, you know what I had, I was talking to a woman this week about the second amendment and this is what made me decide to bring this up. And she said, yes, that's how it was written back then, but they amend the amendments all the time. Uh, and, I've never heard of that <laughs> happening. And, and I said, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you understand, you know, just because it's, you know, amend is the root word. It doesn't mean they amend it at all. This is the amendment to the constitution. They don't amend the amendments. This is the amendment to the well, original document. It's stored electronically. You can just rewrite it. <laughs> uh, for, and, that, and, that's how Wikipedia works. Yeah, exactly right. And I, I told her about uh, you know prohibition. I said, here's how you amend it. You create another amendment that says that one's no good anymore. Right. You don't just say, well, just cross it out. You know, just move the number system back. And and then guess what they did? You know, ten years later, back then at prohibition, then they made another amendment that said, "Hey, you know that amendment we made that said can't do this? Well, that amendment's no good anymore either." Yeah, we're unamending it. Yeah, so there's no amending the amendments. Uh, you you either uh, change the amendment, you add a new amendment is what you do. You put a new amendment on the end, and it says, "Hey, the one before this should also include this." Right. The amendment is that you can now have alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, so this this means. Uh, this this wasn't done during war. This wasn't done. Well, we have to we have to make sure everybody has guns because the war is going on. Well, guess what, folks? The war was over. No, um, was, this was complete and utter. It's probably the most peace that our country's ever had. Yeah, there was no standing army. This was the only time in, in since we were a country since we declared our independence. There was no standing army. That's what the well regulated militia was. That was. Okay, listen, all you guys that used to be in the army or you guys that are coming up and you know you, you want to do your part-time you, you want to you want to serve somehow, you become part of the militia. Well, even in US code today, militia is defined as every able-bodied man. It's, I'm sorry, it's it's twofold. There's the regular militia and the irregular militia. The regular militia includes the national guards of each state and the reserve components of the military. The irregular militia, that would be me. Yeah. The irregular militia is every male 18 and over that's capable of serving. Oh, you got that covered. Yeah, 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 way covered, way covered. Um, 18 or over. So that's the militia, and that's what this means. This means a well-regulated militia, whether it be the regular militia or the irregular militia, is is necessary to the security of a free state. And people are going to say you're making that up. You you know, you can go Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, check it it out, check it out. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be fringed. This is 
And one of the important things here that we'll, we'll talk about in a few minutes is this is not, like Kevin said, a right of arms. This is an individual right. This is a right of the individual. This is not a right of the state to have the militia. This is not the right of the state to provide security. This is a right of the individual, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, whether they happen to be people in the militia or people not in the militia, uh, regular or irregular. This is the right of them to keep and bear arms. Uh, the Some important dates in, in, the, in the Second Amendment process. Uh, for for a long time, it, it was uh, it was it was unchallenged. It was just you know they knew, and you know why they knew, because they were still alive. You know, you for could, fifty you years. Could go ask Thomas yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. You, you, you could. What walk, did you mean by that? You could walk over to him and say, uh, "Hey, hey, Tom, how's it going?" Um, Eighteen twenty four. Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter to John Cartwright. The Constitution of most of our states assert that all power is inherent in the people, that they may exercise it by themselves, that it is their right and duty to be at all times armed. Okay, so that's why this wasn't uh, wasn't talked about for, for a long yeah, it's time. Like trying to argue with the professor who wrote the book about what the book means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a good yeah. Yeah. They're going to always the book argument. says. <laughs> yes, it does. I wrote it. do you know? I wrote it. Uh, so Bliss versus Commonwealth, 1822. Uh, it brought into to light whether this was an individual right, and then the Supreme Court did, did say. And, and this is one of those cases where uh, a local jurisdiction tried to put an ordinance in place that says you can't go around armed. Right, right. And and they fined him $100 for having a sword cane. Yeah. And he appealed it, and it went up to the- That's Supreme. $100 bucks in 1822. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of money yeah. in 1822. Uh, they, well, you know, I'm not talking about then your dollars. Right, right. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into that equation. Yep. But what happened was that they took that up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court ruled, you can't fine him for that. That is his right as a citizen to defend themselves, and the state can't question that right. Uh, 1856, we go to Dred Scott versus Sanford. And again, it upholds the individual right. It's the individual right. It's, it's just to keep and carry arms wherever they want. This is, this is from the... Uh, First Amendment, writing that affording slaves full rights of American citizenship would include the right to keep and carry arms wherever they want. So, guess what? Uh, Civil War happens at that point. Second Amendment is really not in the question at that point because everybody's got a gun. Guess, you know, oh, look, there's a war here on home ground. Nobody's arguing about the Second Amendment. Uh, the, uh, the next thing that happened after, this is right after the Civil War, the NRA was founded. Now, the NRA, whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them, they've always been... They've always been there for uh, protecting firearms rights, whether it was hunting or, you know, for marksmanship, however they presented it, it was always been for firearms rights. And they've, they've kind of changed what they say they're for over the years, but guess what? It's been firearms rights. It's because they're trying to win a, a debate. And, and they've always been there to support that. So that was, a, that was the first giant lobbying, and it's the oldest recognized lobbying group in the country and, and civil rights organization in the country is the NRA. Uh, all right, we've got. Uh, we're going to get you one more segment. We're going to finish up this hour. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some some great facts coming up with the Second Amendment, and then we're going to tell you how to how to keep your firearms, what you need to do, and how you can toe the line with us. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break.
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, don't forget, coming up uh, into September here, we're going to be at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, and you should too. It's the 31st Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference, Tampa, Florida, September 23, 24, and 25. Uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb's the founder of the Second Amendment. He's also the chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. He will be there. There'll be national leaders there. There'll be... There'll be local leaders, state leaders. They'll be from all over, all the grassroots organizations from all over the country. They'll be setting policy and coming up with the strategies to combat the anti-Constitution, anti-American gun-grabbing policies of the other side. So come on out and join us. Be part of, be part of the solution. Help us out there. Uh, we talked to you last segment about some of the individual rights being confirmed by the Supreme Court. To have a firearm. Then we take a swing. Then we take a swing. The, if we went from, hey, listen, this is what it means, this is what it means, this is what it means. And, and again, the reason that was this is what it means is because you could go to Thomas Jefferson or you could go to his kids and they would say, oh, no, 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 dad was, this, this, dad was clear on this. I got, you know, I got a letter from yeah. him. You can read it. Yeah, exactly right. Now, now they're gone. Now they're gone. The, gen- the next generation after them is gone. We start to get into the turn of the, uh, the 20th century and, and 1934 is the first big one here. It, it, it is basically, it's a trick yeah. where yeah. we can't stop you from having them because the Constitution says you can, but we're going to make them so expensive by taxing them that you can't afford to get them. And they put in place a $200 stamp required to purchase items that they refer to as gangsters guns um, under the National Firearms Act. And those were short barrel shotguns, short barreled rifles, Fully automatic weapons, suppressors, pin guns, uh, cane guns, those things that they thought gangsters, specifically as a result of the St. Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, and, and that's the first step down the road of taxing and attempting to tax things out of existence. And if you think about 1934, $200 tax stamp was, you know, eight months pay. For some people, yeah, you know that was this is this is depression. A, a lot this is of right money, right smack in the middle of depression. A lot of money, uh, and and it was cost prohibitive. It, it basically, it it did away. It did what they wanted to do. It just about did away with machine guns in the hands of private citizens. The problem with the law like that is they don't update it very often. No, like ever. Right, and you, this is one of the laws where uh, you'd need sixty six percent. To, uh, to make it yeah, a bigger number. Supermajority yeah. in, in Congress to get this passed. And guess what? You're never going to see a supermajority ever again. No. It's always it's always going to be toe in the line there. Uh, they, sit, sitting they, right on the fence. They, they do some other things. They, they make it in 1938. They make it a requirement that you be licensed through uh, on the National Firearms Act that you have to get a federal firearms license to sell or ship guns. Uh, then there's another huge swing in 1968. The Gun Control Act ushers in new regulations because the gun that was used to assassinate President Kennedy. Allegedly. Well, the one they found in the book. (laughs) Book depository. Okay. uh, Was purchased by mail order. Uh, And so they just basically did away with all 
mail order firearms. It all had to go through an FFA. Let me let me clarify this so people don't think we're too much of a whack job. That was definitely one of the guns used. Oh yes, it yeah. was fired at him. Yes, yes, it was fired yes. at him. I just the other guys on the grassy knoll, it, <laughs> they were dead within an hour. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm sorry, we've, we've tried to recreate it several times. We have a Carcano. I own a Carcano rifle. Just putting three rounds, and we're not even aiming, just opening the bolt and putting three rounds in in that 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 six, seven seconds, it can't be done. I don't care how good a Marine that uh, uh, Lee Harvey was, it, you just can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, there, There's some there, laws of physics in place. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly uh, right. The, the next really huge step was the 1986 changes uh, done during the Reagan administration, and that basically did away with any new manufactured fully automatic weapons being available. It drove the market price of fully automatics through the, through the ceiling. Uh, a, a $700 or $800 rifle uh, that was fully automatic uh, in 1985 is now $35,000. Yeah. yeah, we had one come through this week. Yep, yep absolutely. Um, and, and then we start to see a swing come back the other way. Well, we, there, there was oh, one, oh, sorry, more one more One more. One more. Ni- 1994. Oh, yes, thank the, you. Yeah. The, the Brady yeah. Act and the yeah. assault weapons ban under yeah. Clinton. That started the run where everybody got told you can't have it anymore and people started paying attention to this and the run to buy rifles, to buy firearms, to buy ammunition started in 94. Don't tell me I can't have it. You can't tell me what to do. And everybody started buying them. For, for 75 years, we, we saw the erosion of the Second Amendment for a little piece at a time, a little piece at a time. And this is something that the NRA did back then. And it is different leadership. There's, no, there's nobody left to, to point fingers at with the NRA. NRA stood up and said, you, you know, this is, this is for hunters and sportsmen. And, and they didn't fight it. They just wanted to keep what, the, what they had. Uh, and they did. But we, we lost modern weapons. You, you lost modern weapons. We, the erosion of our rights went away for 75 years. It went away. We, we lost it. It, it just... They took everything. They were taking everything they can, and we sat back and we said, "Okay, well, I, I, do I still get to keep my uh, my revolver?" Right. It, yeah, it, you know, there, there's actually an argument that w- that went on at that time that said the Second Amendment shouldn't even be for hunters and sportsmen. Right. It's only for military firearms because it's for militia purposes. Yeah. The NRA politics for, you know, the guy with the bird gun. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought that you know, let's pick that route because I think that course will be better for us maybe maybe it wasn't recently we've gotten a few wins back in our direction heller versus dc we talk to you about this all the time uh this is individual rights to own the firearm in the district of columbia and then again mcdonald versus chicago again it it it, it's the follow-up to dc versus heller uh this this ruling overturns a lower court decision that challenges chicago's ordinance of banning of uh, the handguns owned by citizens it's a swing of the pendulum yep here's what's here's the problem folks the, the the vote on the Supreme Court sits now at four to four. The next president that gets elected will will put that appointee up there and make it again. There's there's Heller two waiting. There's more there's more cases of like Chicago and McDonald ready to go. If it's a Hillary appointee, you've just lost your firearms. Right. She said the Supreme Court's wrong, and I'm going to make them change it. Here's what we need. You need to remember. First off, you need to remember that. If you, if you vote no other way, and oh, I'm going to go for the third-party guy, great. Okay, a vote for the third-party guy, I'm sorry. Uh, whether you like Trump or not, it's a vote for Hillary. And, it's, and it means your guns are gone. They're gone. They're coming to get them. She said it. We're gonna, we, I have no problem with a Australian-style buyback. By the way, it wasn't a buyback. It was give, us the, give me your gun for $100 or I'll take you to jail. 
<laughs> that's that's what it was. Yeah, mandatory. Yeah. Buyback. Here, here's 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 what we need. No more compromise. No more compromise. Uh, our our forefathers said it at Lexington and Concord. Surrender no arms, give no quarter. We're, we're done. Draw the line in the sand. I'm not giving you anything back. I'm not making any more deals with you on taking my firearms. And you need to stand up and say, I support the Second Amendment. Which brings me to my second point where you need to stand with us. Don't be, I'm, well, I support the Second Amendment, but. Don't be a Second Amendment, but. You need to support the Second Amendment. If there's one part of the Second Amendment you don't agree with, well, you know what, I'm, I'm not sure I like uh, open carry in a Starbucks. You know what? Keep your pie hole closed. Talk about it amongst ourselves. Come to the gun rights policy conference. Talk about it there. But every time you show a weakness, you know what they get? They get more. They get to take. We are compromising. Well, I like the Second Amendment, but but I'm going to give up some do, of my do rights. Do you like your freedom of speech, but you're willing to quit talking about something that you think is important? Yeah. The, you the, quit reading the books you want to read? It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's ludicrous. It's, it's as ludicrous as, well, the Second Amendment only applies to muskets. Oh, okay, good. Then you know what? The First Amendment only applies to documents written with a quill, um, primitive printing presses, and things on a stone tablet. And let, you know, let's, let's go there, though. Let's go back there. The Puckle Gun. <laughs> yeah, get them. The Puckle Gun. Go ahead. Is a Gatlin gun developed and patented and built in 1718. So you know what? If we go with the musket theory and it's only guns that applied in 1789, uh, okay, I'll, I'll take a Gatlin gun and I'll take three pepper boxes that hold 20 rounds of ammo and a handgun. I'll take them. Okay, we'll go with that theory. All right, you're you're crazy. You're you you stop the crazy arguments. Don't argue with people that don't know. And no more compromise. Stand the line with us. No more compromise. Surrender no arms. Give no quarter. All right, we got a good program coming to you. Right, Earl's got a, we got a good clip. We're gonna play when we come back. I know it's next hour. We're gonna be we're going to a different topic, but we're gonna join it in there. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. Are you listening? If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember to keep your head on a swivel.
It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, we got a big full show, full show for you here. We're uh, we, we we kicked off the first hour talking about Second Amendment rights. We could go on forever and ever about the history of Second Amendment, about uh, where what our forefathers thought about where you need to be now. And we're going to give you a little bit more on that this segment. But first, let me go around the room. On my right, my right hand man, the great 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 grandson Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Good to be back. Great to have you, sir. Great to have you. And uh, I have to make a quick correction. I said uh, my associates again. Uh, it's uh, Kevin was correct. I have to I have to change this in the, in my verbiage. I have to. I, have to, I got I got to relearn me how to do this. You know, old dog, new trick. Uh, on my left, uh, my partner, the legal ninja. <laughs> please welcome him back, the courtroom assassin, Mister Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Mike. Earl, how can the good peoples out there in Arms Room Radio Land get a hold of us? Well, they can give us a call here at the Caltech Studios, 855-545-1025. That's 855-545-1025. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. And saving your favorite for last, they can send us a tweet on the Twitters at armsroomradio. Get a hold of us. Reach out to us. Listen, uh, you guys listen to the program. We don't take a lot of big calls on the air. Uh, you know, we do we, you know, with our special guests. We get a flow going. And once, once we get the flow going, we try and stick to it. The best way, if you want to hear the comments, you want to hear us talk about something, is uh, send us the message, send us the tweet. we got a couple of regular callers. They call in, and we, you know, we try to get them on when we can. But we there's so many topics to talk about that uh, it's hard to squeeze them in. So the, the calls, I mean. So, so. Give, you, give us a call. By, by all means, try and give us a call. We try and get you on if we've got the room in the program. Otherwise, send us those messages uh, uh, you know, so we see the words and we can read them, and that way we can put them on, uh, on the air there for you. Um, hey, we were talking about the Second Amendment last hour, and I just wanted to end with a, a couple of quick notes, a couple of things to add to it. I want to I I give you a little bit more. In the 80s, if you guys remember the 80s, remember the, and by the way, the 80s were awesome. Uh, in the 80s, not, no, Kevin, not, not when not you not eight, when you were eighty. Not, not the eighteen eighties. Not the eighteen eighties. In the nineteen eighties. I love the eighteen eighties. <laughs> in the in the nineteen eighties. I like them pretty good too. This is when the NRA came out of the oh it's uh, it's the Second Amendment's for hunting. This is when they came out of that shell. Right. When the when the new generation came in. With this is when people stood up proud as a conservative with uh, Ronald Reagan as their president after being set down. And, and, and squashed, and we became a, a we became a n- global embarrassment. We lost uh, the United States lost its stance globally. You know, kind of like right now, uh, over, you know, for the past you know seven years and eight months. Uh, but who's counting? And you saw the bumper sticker: "You can have my gun when you take it from my cold dead hands." Which is we all see. We all saw Charlton Heston take it. Uh, you know, or, you'll say that bumper sticker over and over. That was his motto, and they put it on the, the bumper sticker. You can have my gun when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. There was a movie in the 80s 
which was a really kick butt movie, Red Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wolverine. We've, we've 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 all seen it. You know, I actually just saw the new one here recently. It's all right. It's nowhere it's, near yeah, what the first one it's was. Not bad. It's it was not, not bad. bad until the last two minutes, and you were like, "What? Yeah, no, no, no! Didn't yeah, you see yeah. the first movie? You know, the, didn't you see? They the got to they got to change it up. Yeah, they, they and, up. And, and and they did, but they changed it up. I think just to change it up. Anyway, when the Russians invade in Middle America back in, there, and the, the Nicaraguans. Yes, yes. Well, they had the because it was the global, uh, right? The global communism, and you saw them walking around. You saw this soldier walking around, and you see. A man's hand laying down. Uh, you know he's dead. He's he's got blood coming from him. He's got a nice look like a python, perhaps. It's uh, a pistol. It's uh, a you know, revolver, and it's and it's and it's it's right there, and it's on the ground. And as he pulls it out of his hand, you see the bumper. Sticker. You see the bumper sticker that says, "You can have my gun when you pry it out of my do- my cold dead hands." Well, you know what else? You know what else that that soldier got? He was one of the, the bosses, one of the supervisors, one of their leaders. You know what else he got when he picked up that gun? He he got. Six dead Nicaraguans and communists also, because although it said you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands, it was un- it was empty at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he had used it. He yeah. used it for exactly what it was for. What it was for, to, for for self defense, whether it happens to be from crime, from foreign invasion, or from tyranny. He used it exactly what it was for. Earl, there's another. There's another. I think I think we talked about this earlier. There's another really cool quote that you see going around now. Uh, and 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 I'm just going to let you play the clip, and we'll hit it afterwards. Yeah, this is something that's been adopted by today's yeah. sec- modern-day Second Amendment supporters. It's got a little bit of pause in a second, so you'll hear the music in the background. Don't don't think we lost you. We'll, we'll be you know it's part of it's part of the, the clip here. So yeah, so go ahead I'm, there. I'm pretty sure everybody will recognize it. He's standing there right now, and there's a spear flying through the air and hits him square in the chest. This is our modern day, taken from, you know, <laughs> 2,000 years ago. If you can have it when you pry it from my cold dead hands. The, the, the Greek word with this is, depending on your pronunciation of the Greek language, molon lave. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it. It mean, yeah, that's what it means. It means come take, right. you know, come and take. So that's what you see when you see that around town. And that's what you see when you see the, the, uh, the Spartans helmet. That's what that is. Uh, so just, just kind of cool. The tradition is now out there and it's more prevalent. And I think one of the reasons it's more prevalent again, remember when Reagan started, we had a whole generation of, of, of soldiers coming back from Vietnam that they were, were disrespected in this country. And then they, they got, they got some of their pride back as Reagan came into office. What you have right now is a whole other generation of soldiers that are that are standing here and and waiting for the pride to come back in their country. Uh, the soldiers are very well respected, and we have that to thank for the 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 Vietnam veterans, the Vietnam veterans they since let it that day. Again. Exactly right. They Whether they agree again. with the war or not, they refuse to allow the soldiers coming back today to be treated the way they were. And guess what? They're all the captains of industry now. They're all the bosses. Or they're, they're you know, a single guy living in a shack, you know, or, or maybe right. maybe it's a homeless suit. I'm not saying that all Vietnam veterans, you know, turned out to 100%. Everybody has their problems, but they're, they're the adults. They're the mentors. They're, the, they're the, the, the generation now that provided the leadership and is setting the standard for soldiers coming home. Uh, we got that pride. We're getting that pride back. Mm-hmm. But you've got to vote right, folks. Yes. 
It's going to come down to the Second Amendment. Because guess what? Nothing else matters beyond that at this point. Because if you lose the Second Amendment, you lose everything else. You lose the first, you lose the third, you lose the fourth, you lose the eighth, you lose the tenth, you lose the sixth, you lose them all. And don't come to my house and expect me to take care of you when you can't take care of yourself because you let them take everything away from you. There's only one vote that's going to get you to keep your Second Amendment, and you, and you know who it is. You get, listen, out, get out there and do it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. When we get back, Lieutenant Bill's going to be joining us. Lieutenant Bill. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, don't forget, coming up on September 23rd, 24th, 25th, it's the Gun Rights Policy Conference, Gun Rights Policy Conference in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be a great time. You're going to be able to meet leaders of the gun rights grassroots movements. You're going to meet people on the on, on the formal side of the, of the movement, people like Mr. Alan Gottlieb. He's the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. It's Tampa, Florida. Gun Rights Policy Conference, September 23, 24th, 25th. Check them out. It's SAF, that's for Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org, and look for the GRPC, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And you know who's going to be joining us there? In addition to myself and Kevin and Earl, we're going to have Lieutenant Bill with us. Lieutenant Bill. How are you doing today, Lieutenant Bill? How's everything going? Uh, it's going. It's going. It's, it's been busy. It's uh, it's it's a busy week. I think we've had the same uh, the same thing going on up here. A busy week. Uh, we 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 got a story, and I saw, and I think you and I saw this about the same time, and went, "What in the tarnation are they doing now?" Uh, at- yes, unfortunately, uh, it's it's kind of strange. Second hour, second. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it's coming out. It's coming to us from the great state of Texas. Right out of Texas, yeah. Which is it's uh, you know usually. We, we're very pro-law enforcement out there in the Lone Star State, uh, but we have a story out of Corinth, Texas. Uh, there's a gentleman out there by the name of Rodney Ivester, uh, and Rodney lives in uh, Corinth, and he lives in a community uh, of the Oakmont Country Club, and a neighbor of his is a police officer, and Rodney has... Uh, a great amount of respect for law enforcement. Yep, yep. And being a true red-blooded American, he flies old glory uh, outside of his house. Uh, but 
he wanted to show his uh, appreciation for law enforcement. And if uh, a lot of people out there have probably seen it, but there's a uh, a law enforcement uh, flag, uh, and and it's it's a, an American flag, but it's black and white. And running through the middle of it is a blue line, and it's it's the thin blue line, and that's the representation of law enforcement. Right, and this is this re- this actually replaces one of the stripes, the one right below the stars there, and the star field. So it's this really cool looking uh, gray and or excuse me, white and black flag, like a subdued one, but then that blue stripe runs right through it, and it's 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 a uh, it hits you. It's I mean, it's a good hard message. Yes, yes, and it's the thin blue line. It's a beautiful flag, uh, and to show his appreciation uh, for law enforcement in general and, and for his neighbor, uh, he hung it up in front of his house. Uh, and his neighbor was, was truly touched by it. Uh, and I have one of these flags uh, hanging outside of my house, and some of my neighbors have it as well. Right. Uh, and he had it up there for about three weeks. Um, and then he gets a notice in the mail from, from his, uh, his country from, club from the, 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 the board new, there. Yeah, the new Nazi party uh, there, the, the, uh, the homeowners association. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that, that he's in violation of, of one of their rules, and, and they call it uh, one of their covenants yeah, yeah, uh, out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, uh, one, of their, one of their commandments, I right. guess. And they said that it, they are not allowed to have no noxious or offensive activities shall be undertaken on the property, and nothing shall be done which is or may become an annoyance or a nuisance to the neighborhood. Yeah, now, now, now letters. Let me let me hold, let me put you on hold there for a second, Kevin. I, I've heard some stretches of interpretations of the law, and this is a covenant, which is you know the the lowest form of mm, government entity, you know, from a homeowners association. Yeah, there, I believe you've heard me refer refer to them as havens for fascists. Yeah, there, there you go. Have you ever seen it stretch so far that? noxious or offensive activity is flying a, a, a tribute flag to law enforcement. I, I would respond to that by saying that your letter to me is in fact noxious. <laughs> and I would file a counterclaim against you immediately and, and immediately <laughs> ask for a jury trial. Because you know what you're going to get? Unless he's a fascist yeah. on the jury, the homeowners association is going to get a spanking. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You agree to these terms. I didn't agree to your interpretation of these terms. <laughs> uh, and Go ahead, Bill. Oh, so, you know, he gets this letter, and, uh, you know, they tell him that it, it, immediately you must remove it, and you must remove the altered American flag from your property and screw it out of public view. Uh, and if he fails to do so, he is subject to a fine of $100 a day. Yeah. Which is yeah. just completely, completely ridiculous on, on any level whatsoever. Uh, I hate you know, it. And I, I don't understand how a pro police flag is a noxious activity. Uh, on on any stretch of the imagination, I, I think ridiculous. My response to this is to contact the Federal Aviation Administration and find out what the maximum height I can have for a flagpole in my yard is without being in uh, in, in the path of commercial traffic, and uh, and put it up. I, I'll get me to get me one of them car dealership flags, you know, and I'm going to put that <laughs> in the yard, and it's going to be one of the black and white with the blue stripe on it, uh, law enforcement flags. That's my response to no, it. But then again, no, I like that, to poke the bear. No. When he asked for, you know, well, who was complaining, uh, it was one person in the community. Yeah. And they yeah. said if one person complains, then it's a violation. Now, you have other people out there that are flying, you know, flags for their, their favorite sports team. Sure. 
you have people out there that are flying, you know, seasonal flags for autumn and summer and spring and all these other things. Well, if, you know, if I don't like, you know, Christmas and you're flying a, a Merry Christmas banner, you know, is that a noxious activity? Uh, or a happy holidays, yeah. if I'm offended by that. Right. Uh, I mean, how far is this going to go? Well, so so we know uh, evidently one person on the Homeowners Association was offended by the flag because I think if anybody else uh, puts this, if this, this letter comes into the Homeowners Association, they say, um, no, no. So I'm going to no, guess it that it's on the board. Yeah, it was somebody on the board. This is definitely somebody on on the board, and or, I wanna, they're, or they're afraid of them. Right. I want to I want to point out that this this neighbor, or excuse me, Mr. Ivester there, he. Uh, he was not not a, not a not a bad guy, not a rabble rouser. Never had a complaint for long grass. Uh, you know, loud music. Uh, you know, he's not out there shooting fireworks off into the into the neighbor's yard on on the Fourth of July. He's never done anything wrong. This is the the guy with the with the nice yard, just on the block and uh, just trying to show appreciation to his appreciation to his neighbor. He never no, never had any issues before. This is the guy that you want to have living next door to you. Yeah, yeah. This so is. This is crazy. It, it, it's completely ridiculous. This this really shows how far to the left, you know, uh, uh, that we're going in, in, in our country, and just everybody is offended by everything, and they're they're offended by being offended. Yeah, that's it. Frankly, I'm offended that you're offended. You know, the United States. Well, I'm to be offended, offended that you're offended that I'm offended. Oh, well, that's cool. But I'm offended that you're offended that I'm offended that you're offended. So. Oh uh, well. <laughs> then that's I mean that's a, that's offensive over well with Earl it goes to the great 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 offensiveness so <laughs> yeah so yeah this is this is you know we got to keep an eye we'll keep a track on this story we we'll keep an eye on this story but this is crazy this is like you said this is this is uh, and not not to not to get all you know science fiction on everybody but now this is the uh, you know the, the the complaint of the one outweighs the uh, you know the the, the the satisfaction of the many you know <laughs> oh uh, got to throw a Star Trek right uh, yeah. Yeah. This, you know, how does how does one person get this right? And it's always been. And Kevin, you and I were looking at this yesterday. Um, you know, the the, the with the, concerning offensive activity. You know, your your rights end where they infringe upon mine. This is this is this guy's not hurting anybody. He's not infringing upon anyone. Uh, you know, like you said, you. I mean, listen, it's in Texas, so I mean, all your eyes are, are hurt anyway, having to see all them Cowboys flags. You know, it's just. <laughs> the pain of that alone, it's almost as bad as looking at a Cubs banner. Although the Cubs have a chance this year, unlike hey, the Cowboys, hey, but, you know, easy, that's just me. Easy. That's just me on, on my, in my sports talk. So so we're definitely keeping uh, keep an eye out on this one. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully... Yeah, I'm curious to see what the ruling is going to be. It's been three weeks now, so what, he's got about $2,100 in fines that have been racked up so far. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see what transpires with this. The... Uh, I'm sure by now everybody in the neighborhood's got one up, except the the complainer. Or you know the complainer may have put one up also just to just to say uh, you yeah, know I don't blend in. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I don't like it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna complain on myself now because that's you know it, it's got to be fair. It's got to be got to be normal. Um, well, well, Bill, uh, good story. Uh, you know keep, we appreciate you bringing it to us. We'll keep up to date on it and uh, and do me a favor and stay safe down there. Absolutely, and always to my brothers and sisters in blue. Keep your head on a swivel, wear your vest, and always go home at the end of your shift. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. The guys will see you after the break.
listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Private First Class Edwin A. Andino II died September 3, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Andino, 23, of Culpeper, Virginia, was assigned to 1st Battalion, 26th Infantry Regiment, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 1st Infantry Division, Warsburg, Germany. He was killed in action on September 3rd of injuries suffered when an improvised explosive device detonated near his vehicle during combat operations in Baghdad, Iraq. Also killed was Army Sergeant Jason L. Merrill, 22, of Mesa, Arizona. Army Private First Class Edwin A. Andino II. Army Sergeant Jason L. Merrill, you are not forgotten. If you'd like to reach my law office, the best way is to call 407-480-2179. I broke my website. Oh. I broke my website, so I got somebody fixing it. There's a lot of glue and some duct tape <laughs> and bailing wire. I broke it. So right now, best way to get all of me is either 407-480-2179 or on myself, 407-467-4960. They can still email you, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get the email out. Kevin yeah. C. Maxwell at gmail.com. There you go. Kevin C. Maxwell at gmail.com. And that's Kevin with an E and an I. It's the standard way. Yeah, not no L's. No, 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 L's no, in no, my name. no silent P, nothing like that. It's uh, it's it's all they're all good. All good. You know, I when I got married the to my wife, I uh I was called everything by our the pastor doing the ceremony right. except Kevin. Because okay. <laughs> he, he never heard that name before. So I was Kervin and Kevin and Kelvin. <laughs> Kavan. And, then, and then it was uh, Brother Maxwell and then this fine, upstanding young man. So I told her, you know, we're going to have to get remarried for our 25th because I don't think I'm actually legally married to you. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> yeah. Kervin Maywell's married to you for some reason. I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm not. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for sponsoring the event. And uh, hopefully, uh, um, uh, best wishes to your website. May it get better it, soon, it, I guess. It'll yeah. heal. In, it, in its resurrection. It'll yeah, heal. Yeah. It'll heal. Uh, you remember, you remember, uh, last year, was it last year? It was late last year. We talked to you about, and everybody remembers the shooting at the, the Naval Reserve Center and uh, they, uh, the, the commander there, Lieutenant commander who was able to defend himself with a, his personal firearm. And then he got yeah, in trouble for it. That, that was in Tennessee, wasn't it? Yeah. Tennessee. And uh, he got, he got in trouble for it. And, uh, I, it was our good friend, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West who, uh, who, uh, put his. Put his uh, foot down and said, "No, no, no, no. Let's let's put the publicity on this." Nay, nay, nay. Yeah, and and, and the uh, evidently all the all the charges were dropped against the commander. Now he's probably sitting in limbo somewhere, counting bedpans because uh, that's what they do when they don't like you. And it's going to wait until hopefully the right person gets elected, and uh, that man can jump back onto his his career. But anyway, uh, the, the big deal was that the recruiting stations were on were, were unmanned, and those unarmed. That's a, I'm sorry, yes, uh, unmanned, yeah, unarmed. Uh, the men there were unarmed, and this was quickly taken care of at all of the National Guard facilities because the National Guard facilities are under the control of the governors, and the governors were just very quick to say, 
Well, listen. You're, That's where you keep the rifles. Why aren't you protecting ex- yourselves? Exactly right. And most most states, uh, their national guard, and uh, whether it's it's in the uh, the administrative code or it's in the actual law, the governor can come down and go, poof, you're your law enforcement officers. Because that's what he does, and that's the authority they get in the time of emergency. They get law enforcement, full law enforcement powers. Called the poof clause. It's the poof clause. It's, it's exactly what it is, and that's it, right underneath the, uh, the 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 whatchamacallit clause, right there. It's the no, poof no, clause no, no, under no, no. the whatchamacallit clause. <laughs> doohickey. The doohickey clause. That's the one. Doohickey. That's the one. Thingamabob. The, yeah, that's no. Well, that's the chapter title. It's okay. the thingamabob chapter. Is yeah, what it I is. Think you're thinking section whatchamacallit. Yeah, yeah, and so they under the poof clause, they they can get the law enforcement powers. Well. So the governors took care of that. Well, this is the federal government. These the reserves come under the federal government and, and the, the full-time military. So, of course, when they say, wow, that takes an act of Congress, guess what? It takes an act, yeah, it of, takes Congress. An act of Congress. Um, so the, the Navy uh, is, moving to a pl- is moving to place armed watchstanders at recruiting stations nationwide. Uh, move that came, it comes a year after shootings at the rec- uh, recruiting station and reserve center in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which claimed the lives of four Marines and a sailor. Now, do they have to hire an independent armed guard or they're actually going to be naval personnel they're putting the navy personnel in there and, and i know in some places uh, you know they, they did have some temporary security uh, but these are going to be uh you know trained uh, trained sailors and marines out there you know it's funny to have a whacking hut guy getting taught how to actually fight <laughs> by the navy guys who've got combat experience <laughs> yeah. no 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 don't stand like that go over here this decision is a result of a broad investigation of security of Navy buildings outside major bases, such as reserve centers, recruiting stations that often uh, open to the public. And uh, the, prior to the shooting, they did not have armed guards. Uh, Navy's not released the results of the investigation, and we haven't done that yet, because it's uh, you know still an ongoing FBI probe into the shooting. But interview with fleet forces, that's the Navy command personnel, uh, laid out that major changes and increased security are in various stages of implementation. Final stages of preparations for imp- implementation of the policy, said Commander Dave Alberti, a policy branch head at Fort Fleet Forces Command, Anti-Terrorism Force Protection Directorate. I worked in one just like that. It's the same kind of name. Uh, it is going to be a system put in place to arm personnel that are there for deterrent value and to provide protection. So they're, they're finally going to get it. They're finally going to get what they need. These guards will be trained, uniformed sailors, uh, but are strictly for security. Uh, said one official on the background. They're not going to be authorized to respond to crimes in the area, uh, which just makes sense. Listen, you, the, a military policeman, his authority to respond to crimes or to, 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 to quell disturbances is on military basis. These guys are going or to be trained. involving tra- military personnel. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly right. You, right. You, you've all seen the movie. All right, the SPs are coming, the SPs are coming, or the MPs are coming, everybody bail out because they're coming to grab the, the military personnel that are in violation of their, uh, of their, of they're, their they're in the, policies in, and procedures. Yeah, they're in the no-go zone. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have them out. They, they'll be there, they'll be trained, they'll be at these recruiting centers. And, and this is going to be probably starting out with those major centers, you know, so they can get them done. And then yeah, everybody knows the, the little reserve center, or excuse me, the little, the little recruiting center that's, you know, you, you drive by the strip mall and you say, well, it's got Army, it's got Navy, it's got Air Force Marines. They'll probably work something out amongst the four of them to, you know, to put one one or two in there. Yep. Because they're not looking to waste and burn money, <coughs> fraud, waste, and abuse that the he, government he, does. Eagle but, eye. Everybody will be on yeah, a rotation. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly right. Uh, exactly right. Uh, for for immediate time, uh, since, the, since this has happened, uh, they, they did have armed guards and they at the reserve centers. And then they had sailors, which are which were the reserved, activated reserve master at arms. Now, master at arms is the Navy word for military policeman. 
So these are the, the these are master at arms. They're the chief of law enforcement. And then you'll see the shore patrol, which is an additional duty assigned uh, to the Marines, and they can be from the master at arms uh, service. What is it? Their their rate their rate in the Navy is what they call it. Their military occupation specialty. Uh, those guys were in place within weeks, but now it's it's becoming a recognized uh, recognized force, and they're going to they're going to be there at the facilities. Uh, just in case you know, just to give them the the tribute, give them the honor they deserve. Killed in those attacks back a year ago were Marine Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Sullivan, Lance Corporal Squire K Wells, Staff Sergeant David Wyatt, uh, Sergeant Carson Holmquist. And Navy Logistics Specialist Second Class Randall Smith uh, all died from wounds sustained during the shooting. Uh, again, the shooting prompted a, a big review, and the Navy again they you know listen they had guards there pretty quick. Then they had some reservists they activated there pretty quick. But now they've got the policy. Uh, you know, a, a year later, moving at uh, moving at the speed of government, and they they finally they finally got it in there, and they're 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 going to make sure that these guys are protected. So. Uh, it's something good to see. You know, we've got. Um, I, I've I've worked at some of these facilities. I've uh, did. Uh, I, I never did recruiting. I supervised some recruiters at some point, and used to go to recruiting officers, recruiting recruiting offices. Uh, to, well, I'd, I'd go to swear people in. They needed an officer to come over, and, and I'd get the phone call and come swear people in. So, but I, you know, you'd hang out with these guys, and these guys, you were just sitting there, and you're amazed that wow, here here they are in the strip plaza, and they're all just. Sitting there, and and like the military, like the commander that gotten almost got in trouble uh, when he defended himself there in Tennessee. You, these these guys know the law. They they know the rules, and and they've also heard the uh, lexicon. Better to be carried by excuse me. Better to be uh, uh, judged by a court martial yeah. panel than carried to your grave. <laughs> yeah, by yeah. An honor guard. Better better judged by twelve than carried by six. And. Uh, these guys, they would take care of themselves, but it was nothing official, and it was always, it was never quick and easy. It would always be something like, "Well, I can't have the gun in the office because the policy says no, but it's in my car. So if something starts, I'm going to run to my car." Uh, you mean the car outside where the bad guy is? You know, it just never made any sense. So they finally got their act together. Uh, once the Navy's done it, uh, everybody else will fall on board with this, as far as the rest of the the branches of service. Uh, oh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I don't, I don't see it being an issue. But uh, so, so good on them. Hey, listen, uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Give us a couple minutes, and uh, we'll see you after the break. To Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Last segment happens to us all the time. Man, you know, time flies. 
Uh, two hours, well, just about two hours, and uh, we've we've passed on a hope, uh, hopefully a bunch of good in- information to you, and uh, we want to make sure you get some more good information, and we're gonna we're gonna lead into it with, don't forget to come on out to the gun right policy conference in Tampa, Florida this year. It's September 23rd, 24th, 25th. You get to meet all the, the grassroots leaders. You get to meet all the government leaders that are pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment. And remember, you're Second Amendment supporter. You're not a Second Amendment supporter, but you're a Second Amendment supporter. Stand firm. Stand firm with me. Uh, come on out. Tampa, Florida, September 23rd, 24th, 25th. Check it out at saf.org. That's Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org slash grpc, or just go to saf.org and look for the uh, the words there where it says uh, Gun Rights Policy Convention. And we hope to see you there. Uh, y- you know, this, Kevin, is a story. The next story we have coming up, we have talked about this. We've talked about this, and we've theorized on this, and we said uh, there's no way. They would have to, this is what it would have to be, and it didn't happen. And then now it happened. And let's tell them what we're talking about. Sure. States with medical marijuana laws. When you fill out your background check form, one of the questions, well, two of the questions on there are, one says, are you an illegal drug user? And the other says, are you an, an, an addicted to uh, illegal drugs, excuse me, any kind of drugs, narcotics, alcohol, whether it's over the counter or not. You know, it's, it's whether you control yourself. And we said, hmm, states are allowing marijuana, but the feds still say No. The federal law is still no. And there's a whole lot of banking issues, and we've discussed those here before, too. But if they fill out that federal form and they lie on it, could they be charged with the crime? And, you know, that was the up in the air. Well, you know, and it's the interpretation on the state court. Well, the state wouldn't be charging. The feds would be charging. So we went back and forth with this. Well, here it comes now out of, of of all places, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah, California, Washington, and Oregon. A federal ban on the sale of guns to medica, medical marijuana card holders does not violate the Second Amendment, a federal appeals court said Wednesday. Now, first off, here's what I want to find out. How do you walk into court and go, your honors? Is that right, your honors? It's, it's probably more than yeah, one. Yeah, because it's a circuit court. It's, it's a, it, well, it, it might or, excuse be. Excuse me, court of appeals, I'm sorry. Be, yeah. it, there might be an in bonk panel where there's more than one. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the court. Uh, my client here, uh, he's, he's breaking federal law, but he still wants his gun rights. He's not going to stop breaking them. He's, he's got this card from the state that says it's okay to break federal law, but he'd like to fill out the federal form and get a gun. How does that happen? How do, how do they walk in there? How do they go in there and do that and think that that's going to work? Uh, this ruling well, by the Ninth Circuit Court. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead th- sir. This is the part that I'm, I'm not quite figuring out. The gun stores are refusing to sell them the firearm because they have a medical marijuana card. Because they know it violates. How the... do they know that? Uh, it's a medical issue yeah. and therefore is protected by HIPAA. So who told Nick's they had a medical marijuana card? Oh, oh well. That's a yeah, HIPAA violation. Yeah. Yes, it is. But, but so is the VA and the Social Security Administration reporting to the FBI that certain people have given up their financial control to financial advisors. Uh, that's also a, well, that's a violation. Not a, hip, not, not a HIPAA hip, violation. Not a HIPAA violation. Not a HIPAA violation, but it's still but a violation. See, I can sue the individual who gave that medical marijuana data to the Nick's background check people. Yeah. And it, I can take his freedom, his money, his career. I can break him. I wonder if this is the feds coming down saying, give us the list, or if this is the state going... Hey, feds, here's the list, because 
Now, you know, think, think, think about this for me with California. California wants all guns gone. So California could come in and say, hey, listen, we got uh, you know uh, half a million people with medical marijuana cards. Let's give that info, info to the feds. That way they can't buy guns anymore. Now, what, what they probably did is they probably sold it to Choice Point, <laughs> and Choice Point sold right. it to Nick's. Right, right, right. Uh, the ruling by the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals applies to the nine western states that fall under the court's jurisdiction, which include California, Washington, and Oregon. Uh, it came in a lawsuit filed by Mr. Rowan Wilson. I'm assuming Rowan. I think it's a, it's a, it's a lady. It's a woman, woman, woman. I'm, you know, I'm used to Rowan and Martin, so I, I went man in my head. I'm sorry. A Nevada woman who said she tried to buy a firearm for self-defense in 2011 after obtaining a medical marijuana card. The gun store refused, citing the federal rule banning the sale of firearms to illegal drug users. Now, again, mar- like we said, marijuana remains illegal under federal law. Wilson said she was not a marijuana user, but attained the card in part as an expression of support for her marijuana legalization. You know, sometimes, sometimes you got to know <laughs> that that's going to be a bad idea. Right. If you <laughs> break into the nuclear silo yeah. to protest nuclear weapons, even if you're with a nun, you're going to catch a felony. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly right. Um, uh, she challenged guidance issued by the ATF. In 2011, that said gun sellers should assume, should assume people with medical marijuana cards use the drugs and not sell them firearms. The Ninth Circuit, in its 3-0 to zero decision, said it was so reasonable. It was a, a multi And it was, it was, it was unanimous. Uh, it was anonymous. It was unanimous. All of them together. <laughs> it was reasonable for federal regulators to assume a medical marijuana holder card uh, was more likely to, to use the drug. I, I mean... Yes. I mean, how to, that's that's an easy one. Oh, do you have a medical marijuana card? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to say here that you use drugs that are illegal to, uh, according to the federal government. No, no, I just have the card as a stance. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time, get a T-shirt. Okay, get a T-shirt that says, I, I don't agree with the policy. You don't necessarily need the, the, uh, the card. Uh, the court also said Congress has reasonably concluded that marijuana and other drug use raise the risk of irrational or unpredictable behavior with which gun use should not be associated. Uh, listen, I, I really can't help you. I've never, I've never uh, uh, been addicted to or had, uh, you know, marijuana and gone around with a gun, and so I can't uh, tell you, uh, you know, for any personal experience. I can tell you that it's a mood-altering substance. Know that. Uh, so there so would appear to be full auto, but I mean, it's not. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's an endorphin uh, type issue there. Uh, the, this this uh, the woman's attorney said that there needs to be more consistency in the application of the Second Amendment. Well, I'll, I'll give you a great big duh. You know, <laughs> come on, we just spent an hour talking to you about that, and we spend most of every week talking to you about that. Uh, the attorney planned to appeal the decision, and his options include submitting the appeal to the same panel of judges that issued the ruling uh, or a larger panel of the circuit court of the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. We live in a world where having a medical marijuana card is enough to say you don't get a gun, but if you're on the no-fly list, your constitutional right is still protected. Yeah, okay. Listen, uh, you make an argument that uh, you might get some sympathy on because you're not getting any, any with that from us. Uh, he, here's, here's the interesting interesting part of this. California. This is California. This is where you expect to see this be approved unanimously. Uh, that This is where you expect to hear the California say, yes, we are the Republic of California, uh, we found it uh, rightful to give them a marijuana card, and uh, we don't agree with the feds on that. But we agree with the feds on this Second Amendment issue, although we're also going to restrict firearms here like no other state has. 
but we're gonna we're gonna say this is okay. This is this one's all convoluted in the direction these judges went. They, they what they're doing is they're rationalizing a position. We we want this to be the result, and we'll just talk ourselves into it. We just talk ourselves into it, and that's what they've done. Yeah, they talk themselves into it. We support the Second Amendment, but but we, we believe you can have a medical marijuana yeah. card. Yeah, once again, Second Amendment. But so listen. Uh, if you're in a you state know, that has the that has the marijuana laws, uh, you you should probably, uh, if you want to keep getting a firearm, because this is one of them deals they'll they'll, yeah, they'll use as a precedent. Go buy your weed from the guy in the bus station instead of getting <laughs> a card. What so the? break the local law, not the federal law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, hey, listen. Uh, I just want to want to round out the program. I want to say to you again, we need everybody to stand firm. The one thing that is going to happen with this election is the appointment of the ninth judge back to the Supreme Court. And you know what's going to happen if, if, the, if the Hillary camp gets it or if the Trump camp gets it. Trump means you get to keep your firearms. Hillary means they're gone. She said it over and over. I'm not making this up. Just just hit the old search engineer, hit your Google, look at it, and you can watch her say it. Uh, in, in New Hampshire, there's video of her saying it. This is not a quote. Uh, her saying she, she wants to examine the Australian-style gun buyback program. She sees no reason for individuals to have firearms. Uh, stand firm with us on the Second Amendment. Don't be a Second Amendment, but be a Second Amendment supporter. Toe the line. No surrender. Surrender no arms. Give no quarter. Stand with us on the Second Amendment. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. It's another great program. Thanks to Lieutenant Bill for joining us. Please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. You're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Earl, you guys get the text?